0: I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at butcherbox.com/mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/mega and use code mega to choose your free for a year offer. plus Plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, Butcher Box. <laughs>
2: Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional Mega Church.
1: We are here, Lord, we are here, and we're
2: ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every week we're giving our Mega Church. A tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and our community you know i think it is a treat and it is a treasure well per usual i'm joined by my co-host he's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called climax please welcome Grey eyes.
0: Raise the roof for God, Hallie. How are you? You
2: know I am
0: blessed. How was your week? Amazing week, Hallie. Two of my most popular ladies who come to Climax, uh, Allegra, Chathetz, and Luxottica Moore. Um, Mm -hmm. They are doing something called God Girl Summer.
2: God Girl Summer? Isn't that cool?
0: Well, you know, it's this popular thing on social media. Uh, There's something called Hot Girl Summer for ladies who, you know, might be a bit kind of slutty, but uh, there's also something called White Guy Summer for white guys who want to be black. And then this is an idea that these ladies came up with for Christian ladies who want to know God more and just want to put him in their lives no matter what they're doing this summer. Ooh.
2: What does that entail?
0: Well, you know they're attractive, they're young, and they're hosting these pool parties and sleepovers. And whenever they post about it, they just tag hashtag God Girl Summer.
2: Ooh, like a brand.
0: Yeah, totally. And you know, what I think it does is it really incentivizes guys who might, you know, be into the content to consider accepting Jesus as the Lord and Savior, uh, you know, while also giving the less popular girls something to aspire to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you'd be surprised how many of those plain ones are kind of using the hashtag now uh, when they're doing, you know, whatever they do.
2: The plain ones?
0: You know, like the plain ladies. Oh,
2: neat. You know... They need attention, too.
0: That's right. That's right. And, you know, a lot of older men have also started using the hashtag, too. I'm not really sure why that is. But, huh. you know, speaking of uh, of uh, the opposite of plain ladies, my fiance and I are planning a big birthday weekend for a 30th birthday. Fiance? So, uh, yeah, You like... didn't tell
2: me you were gay. <laughs>
0: well, technically, I'm not because, you know, I haven't asked her. But, you know, she says after 30, you can't say boyfriend. So uh-huh. you just have to go along with it. Um,
2: Oh, so what are you going to do for a birthday? Well,
0: we're going to do a fun weekend down in Bloomington. Uh, We got separate rooms, of course, at a little B&B, but uh, we're doing a Bible study, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to do a tour of some historic grain silos. And then I was thinking we could go out to dinner at this new place I found. It's called Mascarpone Tony's Italian Treats on Ponies, where I think, you know, you get an Italian dessert, and then you ride around on a... On on the back of a horse or something.
2: (laughs) Gelato on horseback?
0: That's right. (laughs) That's amazing. I know. She loves ice cream.
2: Oh, well, what are you going to eat? Are you going to have gelato?
0: No, I'll probably just have a little cup of ice chips or something.
2: Oh, I love crushed ice. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. I always chomped on that when I was having my babies. I remember my 30th. Oh,
0: Oh, really? What did you guys do? You and uh, Lance LeBont?
2: My husband, Lance LeBont, he took me to the Cheesecake Factory and he gave me a Michael W. Smith Snow Globe. Okay. And then I remember I asked if we could do this intimacy exercise where you maintain eye contact for four full minutes. Wow. Yeah. And he tried. He made it through like 12 seconds and then he started laughing and he farted and then he took the parking ticket to the valet while oh. I had to wait and ask for a doggy bag. But it was fun. Oh, cool. And it was awesome. Totally. I haven't been to the CC Factory in a long time. Maybe I'll get back there. I'm ready to have a God girl summer.
0: Hallie, you can't really say that once you're over 30.
2: Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. Just like Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Our guest today comes to us as an actual child. That's a first ever on the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, it is little Liam Glory.
1: Hi. Hi, guys. For first time, long time. (laughs)
0: Oh, Liam, it is just really, we are really excited to have you on because yes, you are the youngest person that has ever come on this podcast and you're making waves in our community because Mm. you have really started something at your school that we are just so proud that children are really stepping up for Christ and doing something about it at the youngest, uh, youngest levels, at the smallest levels. Tell us a little bit about Kids for Christ.
1: Thank you. Well, I'm in third grade, as you probably know from my mom and dad and actually um i go to a public school and oh, so sorry. that is the same thing as a secular school uh-huh. and uh-huh. so that means there are a lot of kids there that don't know jesus oh, and no. don't know how to open the up the doors and the gates and do different sorts of security codes that may arise on the way up to yep. heaven and so it is my job to show them how like um Like a, like a person at a museum who shows you through, but I can show you through up into heaven. So in my school, I'm not allowed to really say Jesus, words like Jesus, sinner, repent, hellfire, stuff like that. My teacher is Mr. Sanborn and he doesn't like it. And so, so I realized you can start a, a, your own kind of club and it's called religious freedom. Oh, yeah. You're so smart, Liam. And I mean, you have like an entrepreneurial spirit. You
2: said there is a lack of Jesus and and talk of sin and redemption and the fires of hell that are very real and waiting for people's souls who don't repent. And so you saw an opportunity, a
1: need, and you're filling it by you started all by yourself, the Kids for Christ Club at your public school. Yes, because um, I learned because I went to Denny's with my mom and she was asking them to do the bacon right because they could not do it right for some reason that we could not Understand. And on the fourth time that they tried, they said that they would not remake it. And my mom said, I know my rights. Uh. And that's when I learned to say, I know my rights. Wow. And so then I, went, I started to go to school to Mr. Sanborn and I said to him, I know my rights. Awesome. That is the,
0: I mean, these are the type of kids you want around more. And that, you know, honestly, I, I think we need more people standing up for Jesus that are going to say, yes, I know my rights. I know how to bring Jesus into the lives of others. And that is a, that's a, you know, that's a first amendment right, right there.
2: That is so true.
1: What's your Denny's order, Liam? I like a moon's over my hammy. Um, I don't usually get moons over Miami because my mom says when we talk about the celestial bodies, we're giving power, more power to the universe than we are to Christ. So I usually get lumberjack slam because a lumberjack is a symbol of a strong man and that's what I'm going to grow up to be, to have a wife too and, um, a lot of kids and also to be interacting with nature in a way that I can benefit off of it. Whoa. Oh, wow.
0: This is just amazing. It really is. Amazing. So, Liam, how did you get so on fire for God and Christ specifically?
1: Well, I just know that when I try to talk to the kids at my school about Christ, um, and how my teacher doesn't like it, that makes me feel on fire. And so I know that, um, I know that people are more receptive to the gospel when they are dying or close to death or thinking about it, dying and crossing over. And so that's why I made my club. I'm mostly passionate about talking to people in the hospital. So my club is, kids for Christ, but it's kind of like kids for citizens in critical condition for Christ because we go to hospital and we go find, and when I say we, it's like, it's me right now, but soon there will be multitudes, an army. Oh, you're going
0: into the hospital and talking to the elderly and the dying?
1: Yes, I do. I go to find, ask the nurses, like, excuse me, who hears most coughing and most like bad and has like blood problems because the most important parts of the body are blood, brain lung so i i look for those ones like who's sick in those parts and then if those ones want to see me or if they don't want to see me then i say i'm oh i'm his son or oh i'm her son and then i just go in during visiting hours and then i can preach about the gospel
0: and i bet you've been and i bet you've been busy lately with all the COVID and everything even though the numbers are inflated i, I bet i bet you're still seeing a few people sort of you know uh dying around around now. yeah. Yes.
1: And unfortunately, the COVID restrictions are such that they don't allow people. So I have started to um, I kind of go in the medical cart in the bottom. Have you ever seen a movie where someone gets in the maid's cart and they go in an elevator up to a hotel room? And that's kind of what I'm doing in the hospital. And it's good because I'm actually very short because I'm only actually three foot. Eight. Right, yeah.
0: yeah, I noticed that you barely you you barely coming over the table here, which is it's adorable. So you're sneaking in the medical cart and you're getting into these places where people really need to hear about the Lord. I love that. I'm sure it's. Words like
1: adorable are kind of degrading to me because my power is Christ like and it's inside. I'm a a giant. I am a spiritual giant.
0: Okay. Oh, that is cute. I agree
1: with you because you're in a small container, but I feel like I'm
2: talking to somebody who's as brilliant, maybe even more than any adult guest we've ever had. I mean, here you're looking at it like supply and demand. There's a demand from people who have one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel, and you can supply them with the knowledge that they. They need to say the magic words, to repeat after you, to do the sinner's prayer and get
1: them straight into heaven. That's exactly <sighs> right. I'm a, I'm a ticket to paradise. That's what my mom calls me. And
0: uh, what does your dad call you?
1: Liam. And, and is Liam, he around? My dad. Yeah. He, um, he, he, he actually, um, volunteers at the church a lot. I don't know if you've seen him, but he's a big chair lifter. He lifts a lot of the chair. You know, we have those stacks of chairs. My dad can lift like 20 or 30 1,000 um, at a time in a huge stack.
2: Oh, I yes. know him. That's Ronnie, he drives, right? Yeah,
0: drives the forklift.
2: Drives the yeah. forklift. I see him setting up the atrium on the weekends, getting all the um, tables out
1: for the food court and everything. I mean, he is. He's a buff guy.
0: It, he truly is. Yeah,
1: because wow. a man should have muscles and so... And a woman should have a heart. Oh yeah, I agree with you. Wow. Now,
0: people usually, when you're in the hospital sneaking about in the cart, are they? When you when you finally get to the bedside, are they receptive when you when you're coming in and saying I've got the truth and you're about to you know die, so you better you better receive it.
1: Some of the ones they have um, funky brains where they think that they know me already, which is kind of hilarious. So if I come in, they might say, "Oh, I know you. You're oh you're Tom." Mommy, I remember you and they're just brains are so bonkers like fried up like pickles like slime like totally got like rotten and moldy so with those guys they they get my name wrong a lot but then I just pretend to be who they say so sometimes like oh I'm like a little boy that they used to know or their old their son or something. And then that way I can use like a kind of a manipulative tactic where I say, yes, it is me from your past. And I'm come to tell you a important message. Follow Christ or burn.
0: And do you have a lot of friends?
1: Well, that's why I started the club actually is because I was trying to get friends at school because I only want heaven buddies. Um, because otherwise those friendships aren't going to last very long. So, um, I was trying to get Dylan Corbeck to know the gospel, but Dylan Corbeck was actually the one that told Mr. Sanborn what I was doing, who actually then Mr. Sanborn said, if I want to do that, I have to do an extracurricular in a club. And so Dylan Corbeck, um, he did not want to hear it. And so I put a peanut on his fruit roll up. And for Dylan Corbeck, he is a kind of person who cannot have peanuts. Uh-huh. And so then something uh-huh. happened to him where, remember when I said brain, heart, uh-huh. lung? Uh-huh. So for him lung oh. got affected by the peanut okay. and he went into hospital and then guess what i was allowed to see him through kids first citizens in critical condition for christ because now my friend dylan was in critical condition oh, oh. what a
0: gr- wow that i mean that's a god thing that it, it kind of came full circle mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. i mean you know uh Sometimes I worry, I've got to say, Hallie, I've worry, I worry about these young people, because especially, you know, someone uh, someone so on fire like Liam, That's a lot of pressure that you're under at such a young age to be such a, an ambassador for Christ. And do you ever feel that pressure going, okay, you know, I'm, I'm only this like three foot little guy, I'm in third grade, and I've, I've got my whole life ahead of me, and you're putting all this time and energy into it at such a young age?
1: What's your question?
0: Okay, well, you know, um, you know, the question I guess is, you know, do you feel a lot of pressure to deliver? But even though, you know, you are a little kid, so, you know, you're not going to understand every question that I ask because I really did ask a question in that previous statement. But um, what I guess I'm asking is, do you... Do, do you... Do you ever have a lot of pressure on yourself? Uh, my dad says,
1: of... I don't know if okay. you've ever watched my dad carry the chairs, but sometimes if you look close, his fingers are actually smushed really hard in between the chairs that he's oh, carrying. No. And he and he never says anything about pain or hurting or ouch or anything, because he says to me that men are best under pressure.
2: Oh, that's how diamonds are made. And just think, Liam, when you get to heaven, you're going to be so popular and have so many friends because all these people are going to be in heaven because you saved them in their darkest hour.
1: Yes. And and Dylan Corbeck is waiting for me there now. Oh,
2: did he pass away?
1: Yes. From the peanut allergy? Yes.
2: But you got to him just in time and he said the sinner's prayer?
1: Well, actually, it was actually so bad timing because I did the peanut thing. And then I had soccer practice after school, so I wasn't able to make it into the hospital.
0: Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: So, that's okay. I'll get the next one. Yeah. You know what? You can't... You, not all
2: of the shots on goal go into the net. You know what I mean? But the important thing is that you're kicking... You know, you're taking shots on goal.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it did, Hallie, because, you know, you know, it's kind of a one-for-one one with a peanut allergy like that. You know, you put a peanut on... A...
1: Do you hope to get married someday? Absolutely. I'm going to marry a woman because... Um, when I grow up, I'll be a man, and so then we'll, and we will have so many children, three or four or five, and my wife will be a woman. Yeah, what do you look for in a woman?
0: Yeah, you're looking at light around. It's kind of fun.
1: Um, I don't want to be, um, have a stumbling block yet because I'm not old enough for a stumbling block. But my, the girls in my class are nice, but they just don't understand about Jesus. And so that's something I've been thinking about lately of how to maybe get them in a situation where I could talk to them in the club.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Make it fun. Have their f- favorite snacks, you know, that kind of thing. And um. And then you can kind of get them talking. I mean, if you think about it, the story of the gospel is so simple. It can be understood by children. You know, the fact that we have this sin problem that is punishable by death and that we cannot get into the perfect heaven with the heavenly father who created us and longs to be with us for all eternity, because if we bring sin into heaven, then heaven will be ruined. And so we had to create a way to punish sin because sin must be punished so that we can have redemption. And so there had to be a blood sacrifice. So blood was shed so that we could be forgiven, so that we could someday be with a perfect and heavenly God. It's so simple that, you know, you could teach a toddler this.
1: You know what I mean? Right.
0: And he's basically a toddler. I mean, size-wise.
1: But I'm mighty in my spirit.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, but that what I'm saying today, and what I ho- would hope that your listeners at home were here too, is that people... Do not hear or receive or perceive the love of Christ unless they are about to die. And so, yep. if we can get our friends into the hospital sooner rather than later, it's the it's the it's the time to, to best time to talk to them because when people are in the hospital, they have um it's called IV. huh. Do you know it? Yeah. And it goes into your like guts. Uh-huh. Brain, right. Okay. Uh-huh. And it gives water to your brain.
0: Which is part of your your brain and blood. Yeah.
1: Wow. And all those sick people have that. And guess what? I am like an IV, into their spirit. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that is awesome. What a great
0: image. And you're really really using that doorway of the hospital to get to people, which I love, even though there are many ways. I just love that hospital is kind of your target, and that's really working for you.
2: Yeah, and um, if you can't get in hospitals, you could also try nursing homes. I mean, those people have one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel. And I think you're more than just small and mighty. I think you're small and genius because, you know – uh, polls tell us that really the only way to get people into the faith is when they are very young children or very near death. And so you are hitting like both ends of those spectrums, you know, like when, you know, people's defenses are kind of down and maybe they're not thinking critically and they can kind of be, you know, persuaded. I mean, you're getting them right where, right. I mean, you're,
1: you're hitting the strike zone, Liam. And for people who aren't babies or old people like in the middle if you want to talk to them about Christ sometimes people have allergies oh. and like i ha- i'm allergic to seasonal so it doesn't work so good for me but if someone that you know is allergic to some, like seafood or or shellfish or anything like that uh-huh. then you can mi- you can get them in a sneaky way to eat it and then they will get they will get so so sad and sick and, and then they will be so receptive to the message and so that's kind of a trick i've learned And I'm recommending it. Yeah. uh,
0: Well, this is just fantastic. And I mean, I guess I've got to ask is, you know, is there anything that Kids for Christ is up to that you're really looking forward to in your personal life?
1: Well, something exciting is happening on Tuesday at 5 p.m. And that is Dylan Corbeck's funeral. Because guess what? What? It is in a church. Oh, awesome. really! And oh, so congrats. now Dylan's mom and dad and sisters and grandma, grandpa, everyone is going to be in a church all because of me. And I have asked if I can say something at the ceremony. Oh, and what did and they And It's going to be—it's going to be like a surprise flash mob, just oh. just with me, where I stand up in the middle and I'll go, "Stop, everybody, stop!" And I'll say, "There's a fire," and then everyone will start to like be panicked, and I'll say, "The fire is in my spirit. It's for Christ." God of wonders beyond our galaxy and then we'll say, I'll say sing sing we you are holy holy, holy. Oh. and everyone will start yeah. to sing That
0: is, that is so awesome. That is such Leon. a fun and, idea. I hope you put it on TikTok or something. Yeah, I've you got to see this.
2: You got to mm. And it's not just the fire um in your soul on fire for Christ, it's also the fires of hell that are awaiting those people and honestly it might be sad that you lost that one friend, you know with the peanut allergy, but look at you might have gotten five people, five new souls into heaven by getting his family to a church for a funeral. And they're in a vulnerable state. They're grieving. They want to hear that they'll see their child again. Hey, you know how you
1: see him again? You got to get saved. And you want? do you want to know something else? What? Well, you know how if you're a family with someone, you might have the same hair color as them? Yeah. Well, guess what? I think Maybe Dylan's family also shares in a peanut allergy and I'm bringing special gloves with the peanut dust on. So every time I shake a hand, oh, okay. I also am seeing if I can evangelize in that way.
0: Okay. That yeah. That's awesome. Okay. That is awesome. You know, is that, and I meant to ask you, do you have any siblings?
1: Well, I do have a, um, one, but it's a girl.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. How old is she?
1: She's only six, but um, she's not really going to be able to do the kind of stuff that I'm doing.
0: Oh, why, how, why? And why is that?
1: Well, because you know why. She doesn't have any sort of spiritual strength, oh, and no. she is going to be really hope to marry a a boy like me, but not me, but someone who can help her to live live a life and do um an adventurous life for Christ. Yep, yep. Well, they say men are the head of the household, so hopefully she gets a good Christian man.
0: What do you want to be when you grow up?
1: I want to be a man like my dad. Um, uh, actually,
0: uh, who stacks chairs
1: yes to show a strength in spirit and in muscles and bones and i also hope to be a pastor awesome oh, oh that is I, amazing because i want to go bring also uh like outside of my community to bring the gospel over onto like different countries that are really upsetting and sad
0: yeah totally there are
2: so
1: many lost countries Um,
2: countries where the people they think it's like Hinduism or Buddhism and they're so lost in the darkness and we're just so lucky and blessed that we have the one truth in the whole entire world out of all the seven billion people here whatever it is now um, we are the only ones who have the truth we're just so blessed so blessed so blessed so blessed so blessed now do you remember your conversion moment or was it just kind of that you were always sort of saved and, and always believing and always a faith-based little man
1: well I know that um, I was born of a, a little faith-based man because that's also what my mom says she calls me her little faith-based man because um, w- When I was little, I used to actually, this is kind of hilarious, I used to dance to worship music. Oh, that's so
0: cute! Oh, that's so fun. I took
1: my first steps to a DC talk song.
0: Awesome.
2: Oh, that is so cool.
0: cool. Do
2: you still have
1: moves? Do you like to dance? No. Okay. What are your hobbies? Um, I like talking about Christ. I like visiting the hospital. Um, I like telling my teacher, Mr. Sanborn, that um, if he had more faith then probably his wife would not um, would not be gone because she is gone. Oh, she. And is. I don't mean dead. Unfortunately, I mean the other D word. Yeah, oh, I don't want to say it. Duh. So so I'm melting it. Duh. Uh-huh. Dumb. Duh. 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 She dumb. It's like there's a V in the middle. Duh. She's well, I don't want to say diving, it, but she's dead. diving. Well, she's dumb. Yeah, yeah. 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 They did she's- that. And oh. so um, I I pray for my teacher, Mr. Sanborn, every night that his marriage will be healed up again and zipped up again, like how a coat's supposed to be zipped up, not zipped open, and then zipped into another coat, because <laughs> that makes a crazy like bunch of coats together that someone can't even wear. Right.
0: That's a
2: great way to say it.
0: Have you ever tried that, where you get into, maybe you stand on a friend's shoulders and get into the same coat to try to sneak into the hospital? I just think, you know, there's all these cute things that you're doing there.
1: I don't really... I don't really have anyone to stand on shoulders, but I know Christ raised me up so I can stand on mountains. So that's all that I need.
0: Right. So you just, yeah, I guess you would just be, you'd just be a kid in a really long coat, I guess, without a friend.
1: I got invited to a birthday party once. Oh, you did? Did you go? Yes, I went and, um, and then it was tag outside and I got pushed into something like a, a puddle and then I got my head pushed deep into it and, and, um, you can't breathe like water and uh. mud. And so then I just said in my heart, this is the air I breathe, your holy presence living with me. And then when I put my head up, the other kids were gone. So that was a God thing.
0: That is a god thing. Oh well, I'm so sorry that happened. And you know, I'm I not really... because I'm a okay, spiritual
1: okay. giant and it helped me to be stronger in my faith. Maybe if it had happened to you, we would be sorry for you.
0: Okay. Well, you know, it, it doesn't happen to me because that you know, I had a lot of friends, almost too many, and um you know, but I my do think My mom says
1: people who have a lot of friends are actually trying to appeal to the secular world. Oh, oh is that
0: right? Oh well you might doesn't know everything. But I I would say that, you know, when you're in a position, a leadership position like me, a lot of times people, you know, they they just come to you and they want to be your friend because you are leading in the church. And that's what you're going to do one day when you're a pastor. Uh, You're going to have a lot of friends, but maybe right now, you know, it's just a bit difficult because you got people, you know, inviting you to a birthday, putting your face in the muck and, um, you know, you're breathing, breathing all that muck. And it was mud. Oh, okay. Um, and I do think that if you just, like you said, you've got strong faith and it doesn't really matter if you don't have any friends as long as you're leading people to Christ, even though you breathe Mark and even Liam you had your face in the Mark.
2: Liam, know. if I might give you a word basket of encouragement, I'm reminded of a Bible story in the New Testament where a blind man came to Jesus and Jesus took mud and made little mud packs, put them on his eyes. And what happened? It made him see. So that might have been a moment where Christ actually sort of christened you for your ministry. I mean, that moment with your face in the mud where you were able to breathe miraculously and then come out the other side
1: deeper and stronger in your faith, Liam. Well, I didn't really get it in my eyes, but it got in my mouth a lot and I swallowed it and I got diarrhea for eight days. Oh,
2: oh you I'm might sorry. have gotten a little bit of a, yeah. You a bug could, there. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so sad. I'm so sorry I had diarrhea but you know the diarrhea is something that is just a you know maybe that that's just something that happened eight days and then you know then after that you're all done with it and you don't have any more problems so um, you know I, I hope they I hope they didn't do anything else to you.
1: Well actually unfortunately they did so they were because it was nighttime. by the time I pulled myself out of the mud oh, not no. muck and unfortunately I had light up shoes so they could see me but I couldn't see them oh, no. and they were chasing chasing me and so I had to run and climb up into the top of a tree for safety, and I stayed there all night.
0: Oh. Wow. Well, that... That, you know, that kind of reminds me of Zacchaeus in mm-hmm. the Bible, had to climb a tree, and he was a wee little man like you, but had a big faith like you also have. And, you know, Jesus, Jesus you know, he, he told Zacchaeus, come down from the tree uh, because of, you know, his, his faith was so strong. So
2: He said, come down from that tree. I'm going to your house to eat today.
0: Right. Did those kids tell you to come down eventually and say they were coming over? Maybe get you a pizza
1: pizza pizza from Little Caesar or anything? No, because um, it was supposed to be a sleepover party. So actually, my mom just thought I was still at the sleepover. And the other guys, those other boys didn't tell their mom that I wasn't at the sleepover. So kind of no no one knew. I was there overnight. And um, then in the morning, a lady was walking her dog and she found me and helped me get down.
2: That woman could have been an angel. The Bible tells us there are angels in no, our midst. No, she wasn't
1: because she had a Chinese character tattooed on near her neck. We got to get the Bibles into China. We really do.
0: Did you witness to her?
1: Well, I tried, but when I saw the sign of the end of times on her neck, I ran. Yeah. But because of my light up shoes, she could see me oh. and she followed me. Oh. And then she brought me back home, which was embarrassing because I didn't want my mom to think I had gone on a date with this lady. Oh. oh. And did she? Well, she kind of looked at me like, hmm, because I'm a spiritual giant and I'm also very charismatic. Yeah. So you never know what kind of I'm going to get into. Yeah. And you never know, because I said before, I don't have any stumbling blocks for me, but I know I am a stumbling block for the other girls.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. because you're so smart. You're a man of God, even though you're only three foot something. And, um, you know. Liam, you're really going to have to protect your purity because as you grow and girls will start being attracted to you and they'll start throwing themselves at you. They'll start wearing shirts where their midriffs show and they'll be trying to show you their bodies and make you feel all these different things. And you're going to have to really protect your purity. Do you have any plans for that? Do you need a purity ring
0: or anything like that? It's never too early to talk to kids about this.
1: Um, I wear underwear tight. And so I think it would make it really hard to take it off. So that's yeah. that's a yeah. start.
2: Yeah, whatever you do, don't take it off until you're married. Until you're married, Liam. That's all you got to do. Now, Liam, if I might give you one more word basket of encouragement along the lines of the diarrhea, I don't want you to beat yourself up because not only does it happen to everyone, um, it happens in some of, the, of life's most beautiful moments. I'm a mom, like your mom, and like someday you're going to have kids. And you know one thing that happens when a woman has a baby is a lot of times she's up there on the table and the doctor's there waiting for the baby to come out of her body. And what she does first is she poops oh, all no. over Hallie. the table. We- and Hallie. it happens at every day. And it happens in beautiful moments. It happens when people die and go to heaven. They leave behind a corpse where
1: their corpse does a little doo-doo on its way out. Hey,
0: we can talk about purity, but we don't need to talk about this to a third grader. Jeez Louise. Um,
1: It's okay. I know that women give birth and do that because that's how come their bodies are just too weak. And if a man did on a baby, there wouldn't be any sort of pooing or screaming because there'd be so much strength.
2: I I agree with you. I agree with you. And I wish they could. I wish the men could do it because, boy, does it hurt. <laughs> it's smart. But we won't do
1: it because you have been cursed with the responsibility.
2: That's right. Totally. That's right. I mean, Genesis 1 and 2 tells us that children are a curse.
0: Well, Liam, this has been so just illuminating and… Um, inspiring, inspiring, frankly. Inspiring, really. Yeah, it, totally, Hallie. Uh, exactly what I was saying just a bit louder. And I think what we would love is do you have a do you have any words of wisdom or something that you would want to leave to all the kids that are listening to this podcast that might uh, help them better understand Jesus and Christ specifically?
1: Um, Well, actually I kind of have a gift of um, it's not tongues, but it's for singing. So it's like, my mom calls it the gift of notes.
0: Oh, oh! So you'd like to leave us maybe with a song that's that's been placed on your heart?
1: Yes, a song that's been placed on my heart. So um, s- forgive me because sometimes s- noises just like Shalala will come out, or I never know what the lyrics are going to be. So um, let me um, do my gift of notes over you and to s- and to all of the children and anybody listening. Oh, uh, awesome! I'm going to start now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Oh, woah yeah, 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 whoa whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, 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 Jesus, help us. Help us. Help us. Jesus, will you help us? We're low, low, low on the ground. Help my friends, Gray and Hallie. Adults who don't know what they're doing. Lost, 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 lost. Help them. Well, Well, thank you that was beautiful
0: I mean I know what I'm doing
2: Liam Glory was played by the lovely Lisa Gilroy follow her amazing Instagram at the Lisa Gilroy where she makes us laugh on the daily I'm Holly Laurent, playing Hallie Labonte, and Grey was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free, card support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.